regular, regular features. A regular, regular, regular features. A regular, regular, regular features. A regular features of Sean. Hello and welcome to the Regular Features Podcast, the podcast that's exactly the same every week. And like every week, my name is Steve Hogarty and I am the hostess with the mostess. And I'm joined by my two friends, Joe and Log. Say hello. Hi. Hi. <clears throat> What's up, Log? You're all Ooh, withering and wilting. I'm sat on a big, beautiful egg, and I can't wait for it to hatch into a feature <laughs> later on. Ooh. I'm not withering. It's Joe. Lovely. I've got a window open. I've got a gust coming out of me. It's very nice where I am. Joe, are you nurturing anything? Are you wilting? Are you fresh? I got a feature in my pouch, baby. A little... <laughs> They call they are called Joeys, aren't they? I got a Joey feature, <laughs> and it's gonna bounce out and kick your head in. God, you've gone oh, marsupial with your feature. I love it. Yeah, logs egg laying, and I am a platypus of sorts. <laughs> I've got venomous talons, a beak, and a little slappy beaver tail, and I lay eggs, but I also <laughs> lactate. I excrete a sort of milk from my tummy, which I use to nurture my features and grow them into beautiful features. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Shit. That was beautiful. One different word at the end there. That would have been fucking perfect. <laughs> Just... Well, um, how's everyone doing? Good? Yep, yeah. Got to... Yeah. Cooling down today. Obviously, yesterday was forty degrees. Today is considerably less. And How's my... the pub? Do you open the pub when it's hot, Lock? We open the pub because some people we are we did our best to sort of like cool it down, but also some people are in more in less of a situation to cool themselves down, and that's my excuse. It's a service to the community that I make oh. my staff work in unlivable conditions. All right. Yes. Did you know that's the origin of the summer blockbuster? Is that cinemas were one of the few places to have air conditioning. So they became very popular in the summer months, which is why, historically, they released the Marvel movies in the summer. So in fact, the first Marvel film was in 1922. Start Orson Welles. Start Orson Welles. And it came out um, on Sunset Boulevard at the Chinese Theatre. It's beautiful, really. Yeah. I don't know if that's true or not, but I no, like it's it. Not made it up. Oh, made fucking up. hell. <laughs> Stuck in that fucking weird world where I don't know whether I'm being bullshitted or educated. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> features. The regular features. Spooky noise in your ears. <laughs> A regular feature Ghosts and wolves with teeth coming into your bedroom Finally got the optimum desktop setup for this Oh yeah I've got all of yous across the top of my screen I've got Audition in the middle of the screen So I can see my waveform to make sure it's all going mm -hmm. And then I've got all of my Essential information. My dashboard. My regular features dashboard across the bottom of the screen. All on a single screen. What's on the dashboard? The dashboard has got my Google Doc. It's got my feature on it. Oh, nice. Uh, I've got a Google Drive so I can switch over to the B names when I need to. 
I've got little dossiers about you all in case I need to remember any facts about you. Like your names and your ages. Little Google alerts. <laughs> if we've just been done for a crime. I also like having the Google Doc open at the bottom of the screen because it works as a cheap ring light. It gives me a little bit of uplighting. And after a long day, when you're looking a little bit frumpy and tired, having that big white strip across the bottom of your monitor can really elevate those eye bags. It does really help, actually, because <laughs> I, I do sometimes uh, check other things than I realise you can see in my glasses that I'm looking at other stuff. And I'm like... <laughs> sometimes when I'm doing a feature, I'll see Joe's scrolling through some sort of tweet. Uh, I'm usually <laughs> reading the thing you've sent me, Honest. Uh but I have been known to occasionally see a tweet appear and go, better have a look at that. Just better have case. a look at that. What if it's content? <laughs> 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 well, when you're editing the podcast as well, you can hear Gav clicking around. Gav yes. loves clicking click. around on the internet. when we'll he's click uh, around. And I feel like I've lost him and it makes me upset. <laughs> I think it's very easy to lose Gav. <laughs> I don't think that's anything to, to be said to you. <laughs> For his birthday, I wanted him to get him a, um, a clickless mouse. You can buy Logitech does a good clickless mouse. And I thought, I'm going to get this for Gav for the podcast. But then I thought it came across as way too passive aggressive. <laughs> and here's some deodorant, you smelly bitch. <laughs> All that's going in. <laughs> oh no, he's gonna know. I agreed way too vociferously to you saying Gav clicks. I just don't know how you do a tweet, read a tweet without just shutting down completely because I can't do that at the breakfast table with Stuart. Just brow for road, a tweet has happened. I'm gone. You've got to discuss oh, yeah. this. I'm ch checking the replies. I was talking to Reese this morning about. Um, uh, so it was. Oh, it was fascinating. It was uh, the independence metrics and unique viewers that we had versus uh, this time last week during Amazon Prime Day when we had a lot of unique viewers. Perfectly fascinating. I said, "Look at this graph," and this graph, the grey part of the graph there, that's what we had last week. And he was on his phone, and he just turned to me after a moment of silence and said gray it's like you don't know what i'm talking about how dare you just say gray as if that was that <laughs> just, proves that you were listening he didn't you even say the word yes gray, gray as though yeah. carry on surely, like... surely you take the gambit and say yes or no rather than or mm, rather than just say one of the words in the sentence <laughs> or, or just don't even try to just just say do go on mm, that's yes <laughs> that's and the way them. to do it or I should have responded with, oh my god, grey. Nobody chooses grey. <laughs> I like a regular feature, sir. You like a regular feature, too. Regular, regular feature, too. Malfunction. Malfunction. I work with a lot of North Americans. Um, and mm. the key thing about working with North Americans, I genuinely find this very charming, is that any time uh, is, is how they will make sure to bring up as soon as possible anything they've heard about UK politics when it's so fucked up that it actually makes it onto their TV. Like, <sighs> it's so predictable. Every time, like, as I, I went to Canada a, a week ago and I went and every single person I met brought up Boris Johnson within seconds because they were like, <laughs> I've got something to say to him. And But the key is that 
none of them have any idea how politics in the country works other than having seen people like occasionally shout at each other on sofas like going (laughs) so it's always like the least specific kind of conversation starter it's like they'll they'll just say a name or they'll just say what about what about so you know (laughs) like so that Boris guy the big kahuna Heard he's been down by the by Thames River outside Danang Street and got it all bad. And then you're meant to go, allow me to explain what's happened in the country. Um, it's never been more apparent to me that that's how those conversations work um, than with the current prime ministerial and conservative leadership process. Um, because it's... So fucking weird and impossible to describe. That why should they know? No one should have to know why that system works in the way it does. Half of them um, we didn't know until about three weeks ago. Well, exactly. And now I'm in the position where I'm having to explain it to people. And it got to the point where I thought, instead of trying to explain how this works, I'm going to email them a PDF of this pamphlet I wrote, which explains the process in depth. And the pamphlet is entitled... You are Jacob Rees-Mogg. Can you be elected Conservative Party leader by becoming the fastest and most lethal climber of... Curse Mountain. Curse Mountain. Curse Mountain. (laughs) Nanny prepared you for this. She knew that one day you would have to climb... Curse Mountain. Located in Herefordshire, and touched the skull at the top. While your parents ignored you, that adoptive mother who loved you for pay moulded you into the long drink of piss we know today as Jacob Rees-Mogg, a thin grey ghoul as comfortable in a four-foot top hat as he is killing and climbing his way to the top of UK politics by way of Herefordshire's tallest hillock... Curse Mountain. You feel absolutely prepared for this process. Nanny ensured that you were trained in the way of the whip daily, just before mass. And boy, do you know your way around a piton. Every skull you've ever seen, which is loads, you've touched, just to get a feel for what it will be like to touch the skull that sits embedded in a black crystal atop... I'm just, I'm going to be laughing as a mixture of response to them and anticipation for them. Yeah. <laughs> Curse Mountain, which is located just outside the sleepy town of Bromyard. Yes, you did say that you were going to give Boris your full support. And yes, the only policy you can currently think to run on is that eggs should be allowed to have salmonella in them again. But that was all before John Lydon from the Sexual Pistols, endorsed you, Jacob Rees-Mogg, to be Prime Minister on live television. If you didn't hear, this is what John Lydon said. He said, Oh, you dirty fucker, you little rotter, anchor spreadable. Give me a kiss, Queenie, who's got a lovely bunch of coconuts. Rees-Mogg for PM, yeah? Oh, imagine if you got run over by an ambulance. I'd love that. <laughs> And that settled it for you. Jacob Rees-Mogg. I know, right? Have you seen that that picture of him where he's smoking in front of a no-smoking sign? 
It's amazing. What? what? That's like a seagull perched on top of a no seagull sign. It's absolutely <gasps> unforgivable. It's the, it's the biggest expression of punk since he was in punk. It's amazing. No seagull sign. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely no seagulls allowed. Yeah, the... does, it, uh... does I mean me? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really quizzical but stately seagull sitting on top of it. Well, Leiden settled it for you. Jacob Rees-Mogg, Prime Minister of the United Kingdom. It's got a nice ring to it, unless you're literally anyone else. But first, you'll need to eliminate the competition, which will lead you to situation one at base camp. Opponents, political nobodies. As you polish your combat whip, Liturgica, you look around the other PM hopefuls at... Kes Mountain Base Camp, which is a pub called The Funny Leper. You're not even sure you've seen some of these people in commons before. Sure, there's Kemi Badenoch, and that's Tom Tugendhat. And you spotted Gabrielle Charlie Horse and Lollafope Trunk and Stentwinkle Slapadopolis and Brian... Oh, and that's Bortillo Portillo, the brother of Michael, who's never really succeeded because he's called Bortillo. <laughs> <laughs> but there are dozens more here, all yearning to climb. Curse Mountain. And touch the skull. You must thin the ranks, remove some variables. Do you, A, carefully and quietly make alliances, promising cabinet positions and kickbacks to those who would drop out in your favour? Or B... Wait until nightfall. Pour brandy across Liturgica. Set her alight and start slapping yurts packed with potential PMs. Well, I know what I'd do, but I don't know what Steve would do. And that's what I'm here to find out tonight. <laughs> well, I know what I would do. Hmm. Okay. I'm interested to learn what Log would do. This is a real prisoner's dilemma we've got going on here tonight. In Plato's cave. <laughs> One of them involved a yurt. Yeah, it did. Is yeah. that slapping the side of a yurt? Yeah, slap There's a like yurt a with foot. your combat whip that you've set alight. Yeah, let's yeah, do that. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's the oh, because one, he is it? a whip, isn't he? he that's he not. That wasn't, wasn't is... even part of the the thinking. I just like the idea of him with a big thorny whip. <laughs> <laughs> you've definitely thought of it before. That's why the image is in your head of him wielding an actual. Whip. Liturgica. Mm. Yeah. You look across the car park. Whip it good. I'm doing it. He's done it. You look across the car park of the funny leper. What once was lit only by the moon is now aglow with burning yurts, and the air is alive with the acid stink of polyester blue suits melting onto flesh. Bortillo Portillo. Polyester blue suits running as well. Jesus. (laughs) Bortillo Portillo runs past screaming. He's not even on fire. He just wants to join in. You're a step closer to touching that skull. Sadly, your greatest opponents managed to secure rooms inside the pub, so they remain unscathed. Tomorrow, you'll make sure that changes. In situation two, mid-climb against your opponents, Truss and Mordant. Hour two of your climb up... Curse Mountain. It's been surprisingly <laughs> simple so far. You haven't even had to take Liturgica out of a horse-skin bag yet. The closest you've come to Hold combat... Hold on, you did. You did to get the yurts. No, not on... That was pre-climb. This is on-climb. Mid-climb. Okay. All right. 
Yeah, I just want to demonstrate that I'm paying attention because the way that we did the first question seemed like we weren't listening to our choices. Well, you did say. Now I just want to really gray. Sure. <laughs> yeah, that was. I did grade you. I grade you good. The closest you've come to combat was when Suella Braverman shouted hello too loudly at you and got knocked off a cliff by a fat avalanche. Suddenly. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that one got me. (laughs) (laughs) Suddenly, your peaceful climb is broken. From your left, you hear, Reese! And from your right, you hear, Mark! You feel the weapons before you see their wielders. A ninja star has been embedded in your left arm, thrown in an inverse parabola from behind a big tree. Truss. To your right, you feel a little plink against your leg. Someone's harmlessly thrown a small vial of water at you, and a bitter of the water is on your knee. That's right, Mog, says Penny Mordant, jumping on top of a boulder. I have repeatedly advocated for the health benefits of homeopathy, and so I dissolved a particle of shit in that water, which means you're technically covered in shit if homeopathy's real. Mordant is a fucking idiot, but Truss is a real threat. You scan the ridgeline for signs of the Member of Parliament for South West Norfolk, but can see nothing. Do you A... Shout, you used to be a Lib Dem, Truss. If you touch that skull up there, it'll eat you alive. Support me and I'll make you Chancellor. Morden, fuck off. Or B, <laughs> or B, do you unbag Liturgica, whip her around the big tree the ninja star came from behind and rip it up by the roots? I don't, I don't think you can shame Truss with her Lib Dem past. I think we need to fucking pull Liturgica out with Steve's consent. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know what ripping up the tree is in in aid of, but I'd like to see what happens if we do. <laughs> the ancient. Let's find out. The ancient pine pulls from the ground with the ease of a candle from a birthday cake. Such is the fell craftsmanship of Liturgica. Tress, tress, inexplicably wearing full kabuki dress, is momentarily stunned as her hiding place is revealed. You hear footsteps behind you and deftly sidestep, pulling the tree trunk around. I don't remember writing this. Pulling the tree trunk around <laughs> to where you had just stood. I think I just sort of made it up. There's He's a tree on the floor. With a tree. Yeah. <laughs> Mordant, attempting a bum rush, now trips on the trunk and is sent sprawling into the stationary truss. They tangle together, and truss ends up riding Mordant like an unwitting tobogganist down the hill. She'll never make it back up in time. Mordant's too aerodynamic. You you hear truss calling <laughs> as she slides away. Fuck you, Mog! You know who's up there! You know what's waiting! You pull the ninja star from your arm and spit. It is time to head upward once more to the peak of Curse Mountain. Situation. Was <laughs> the what? fact that she was in a kabuki dress any reference to the the Twitter event when Jolly and Mom QC killed a fox in a dressing gown? <laughs> no, I just like the idea of dressing kabuki. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. I don't think deeply about any of the shit I write. It's not about the whip. It's not about dressing gowns. I, I would never suggest funny. that you thought deeply about it. I just wondered whether <laughs> that was skirting around your psyche when it's you summoned that dress. <laughs> I think Joe just remembers that old episodes of Samurai Jack he saw. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> the work of Gendy Tartakovsky is much more interesting to me than any political doing. Except for situation three, atop the summit. 
You haul yourself atop the summit. You've done it. You've braved hail, snow, truss, mordant, and a brief encounter with Grant Shapps, who you kicked into a ravine. To scale... Montan. Which is situated just off the A44. You pull yourself from the floor to your hands and knees, breathing heavily, before a nearby clank sets you holding your breath. You look up and see him. It's Rishi Sunak, inside a tiny suit of armour. You always forget how little Sunak is. In pictures, he looks like a real stringy Peter Crouch motherfucker. But in reality, he's like someone scaled down a normal guy in Photoshop while holding shift to ensure the ratio isn't lost. A real little fucking elf. Nothing wrong with being a little fucking elf, of course. It's just weird to realise Sunak's one. By the way, these are all things Jacob Rees-Mogg is thinking. Not me. (laughs) Rees-Mogg, announced Sunak. Didn't think it'd be you I meet up here. You know, when I stabbed Boris in the back a few weeks ago, I knew I'd be headed up this mountain to take my rightful place. Fuck this! You can beat an armoured Sunak to the magic skull with your freak legs! You take off running towards the black crystal. You glance over and Sunak is stock still. Dickhead's armour must be too heavy for him. You're gonna do it. You're gonna become Conservative Party leader and thus Prime Minister by touching the magic skull and you're gonna do it fair and square! You start to daydream, such is the ease with which you're going to win. Imagine, you think, if a subset of people got to vote to make you PM even though no one else got to choose. That would be fucking mental. Like, touching a cursed skull on top of a mountain might seem archaic, but at least it shows some chutzpah. And the electorate love chutzpah. All the polls say it, they're big into chutzpah outside London, and you're demonstrating loads of chutzpah right now. Yeah. This is the right way to become Prime Minister. And the crystal is close, and the skull's right there. Nanny'd be so proud if you hadn't eaten her on your 18th birthday at father's behest. You reach out, you touch the top of the skull, and... Nothing. Do you A, shout, SKULL ACTIVATE, just in case it helps. Or... I'm I'm going to go with Liturgica. (laughs) We're going to use Liturgica. Well, wait a second, because B, according to Reese Mogg, is shout, Pit the Younger! I am arrived! In case it's Pit the Younger's skull. You know, the one from Blackadder. Yeah. Which do you do? No liturgica options, I'm afraid. Oh, what was, the, what was the first one again? Skull activate. If we'd, oh. if we'd saved liturgica in a previous option, would we have liturgica to hand now? No, liturgica's just there. I just don't think Jacob... Um, Wants to she's do no, it to the skull. <laughs> she's no longer thrumming with power. No, she yeah, it's like a point and click adventure. You try to use liturgic, it's like I don't think that's <laughs> yeah, gonna be much use right now. <laughs> yeah, Jacob Rees Mogg <laughs> turns to the camera and shrugs and just goes, What was that oh. about? What am I thinking? Also, Jacob Rees Mogg is still using Adobe Photoshop CS6 uh, because uh in the Creative Cloud version, you don't need to hold shift to maintain that's, the aspect that's, ratio. That's anymore. the default. I genuinely yeah. uh, annoyed myself by writing it, but then I got, I started tying myself up in knots because I was like, I'm not going to write not Being holding sure not shift. To hold to shift. <laughs> Being Sean to keep his hand away from shift. <laughs> I love that that tore you up. Yeah, that's so nice. Because you know you do a podcast with us. And, we were, <laughs> and we, we were both scratching ourselves when you it's said sweet. it. You've waited so patiently to tell me off for that as well. Well done, boys. 
I wanted to honk and say, stop the feature. <laughs> Come on. Okay, skull activate, please. Skull okay. activate, absolutely. It does nothing. As you might expect. Right, what's the other option? Let's do that one then. Hit the younger arm arrived. <laughs> it still does here. nothing. Okay. <gasps> and then you hear it. <laughs> Sunak is giggling like a gnomey little fuck. You wheel around, desperate to understand what's going on. Did you think the skull was the key, Reese Mogg? You simpleton. You think executive power should be given to those who simply touch a skull in a black crystal? How quaint. No, the true means of becoming Conservative Party leader is far more up-to-date. I just need to play the special song on my flute! Sunak plays his merry song. A bolt of blue lightning hits him, a shockwave blasting his armour off his body. Your last image before a pauldron embeds itself in your eye is of a totally nude Sunak growing to the unmistakable size of John Major. You've lost, and you die atop that fated hill. The Conservative Party will enter a new era without you. It's just another tale from... Well, the complexities of the British parliamentary democracy system laid bare there by mm. your handy brochure for your North American colleagues, Joe. Yeah. Well and done. That's all right. And I think that having 10 different theme tunes for Curse Mountain really gets across the, the varied history of the, of the Herefordshire place. And I was uh, pleased to know that it was just by the A44. It is. Love a, Near Bromyard. So, you know, in case you want to go to Curse Mountain, you can't go up it because of the storm. And but the... it is very beautiful when the storm <laughs> stops to let all the PM guys up. Um, but you've missed that now. So, sorry about that. <laughs> I think that we went from too little to too much there. I stopped. <laughs> I stopped. What is your fucking feature? Just give me a fucking feature. Please tell me your fucking feature. Oh, regular features, regular features. Here's one now. Now it's time, Steve's regular feature. You are son. Time destroy England. As you all know, heat wave. Heat wave happened. Heat wave happened. On the day I'm supposed to write a feature. And I don't know about you boys, but it's very difficult to think or do or be or create or think or see or sleep during a heat wave. Mm. So I struggled to think of a feature this week. And when I came to record today... This was the Google Doc I opened. And I must have written in some sort of heat haze. Oh, God, this is the best kind of feature. This is... Ah, the fugue. I love a feature fugue. You just sent a text to Reese saying, remind me to do a feature about bee boom bumlins. Bee bunions. Save that as a bee name. It's a good one. Yep. <laughs> okay, here we go. Get this, you are sun. And that means it's probably about time destroy England. The green and pleasant land where Merlin the wizard and some other famous people come from. 
as a constantly collapsing ball of white-hot nuclear plasma fusion forming the central point of the cosmological solar system. It is your God-given right to melt England down into a little brown bubbling pot puddle of princesses and steam trains and pies and things. <laughs> that is, unless that freaking dork Moon can stop you. <laughs> moon is the exact opposite of Sun. So anything you do, he does in perfect reverse opposite. For example, when you shine all hot yellow sunbeams at the daytime, moon shines cold white moonbeams at the nighttime. White is the opposite of yellow in space. When Earth, an Earth, or <laughs> when Earth orbits around you, moon orbits around Earth, which is the opposite. Moon is absolutely infuriating like this. And you just know that if you try to destroy England, Moon will be there waiting to create seven new Englands or whatever the opposite of that is. You never quite know with Moon. You are 152 million kilometers away from England. Moon is nowhere to be seen. Presumably, he has left the galaxy on a Moon mission. Do you? A. Quick. Destroy England while Moon isn't around to do the exact opposite of you. Or B, go on YouTube to look at videos of really big cranes falling over. <laughs> well, <laughs> we could get the job done, Joe. Mm. But I worry that if we burn straight through the Earth, Moon would be on the other side to bounce it back into our mouths. Oh, or God. whatever the opposite is. <laughs> yes. Such a scary idea. I just assumed that Moon would save England. I never thought that Moon would destroy us, which is the opposite, really. Oh, no, he would, he would rebound a healing ray through the Earth that would reconstruct the Earth and make the sun swallow its own sunbeam and do a big plasma burp. Is it like when in an in an RPG when you try and heal an undead character and it actually damages them? Yes, it's like Final Fantasy VII. Yes, what was running through my head as I lay naked, sweating in bed, thinking of a, the sun and what the moon could do to help? I think. Look, I think we've really got in our own head. I think we need to cool down, metaphorically speaking, and watch crane videos okay you take out your planet-sized sun phone and open the youtube app to watch a big crane crash compilation your absolute favorite genre of video <laughs> you press play and enjoy a two-minute video of a big crane in dubai falling over in high winds and smashing into a railway bridge the next one is of a big crane in a dockyard getting hit by a boat and falling over into the harbour where it crashes into a cruise ship. The next one these is sound a very great. large cruise ship. <laughs> I was going to say, can I, can, I, can I have the link when we're done, please, Steve? This <laughs> <Yeah>. sounds wicked. <laughs> the next one is a very large crane on a construction site buckling under the weight of a stack of concrete slabs and crushing a big truck. That was the last crane. Do you? A. Destroy England before Moon gets back and stops you by doing something way opposite to you. Or B. Allow YouTube to autoplay the next video, which is called Extremely Dangerous Heavy Equipment Fails 
open brackets, huge cranes collapse, and demolition excavators gone wrong. No closing brackets. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I... Is Moon somewhere watching cranes being built like a really fucking boring (laughs) bastard? Watching cranes being built on Vimeo. (laughs) (laughs) At a different resolution. (laughs) The bitrate is so good on Vimeo. Uh, I want to... Yeah. I love audio descriptions of (laughs) calamities. I want to hear. Yeah. And I'm interested by the addition of demolition workers. I want to know where that closing bracket's going to happen. That's true. Let's do it. You decide You decide to watch one more compilation of big industrial accidents <laughs> on YouTube. The first one is of a crane lowering a large and ornate building facade into place. The facade breaks free of its constraints and falls over and people scream a lot. The second one is of a crane lifting a shipping container onto a cargo train. This one goes on... For a very long time, and as you wait for the crane to fall over, which you're certain is going to happen, (laughs) you begin to feel yourself becoming bored. You thought this one would be less about cranes. Do you? Can we see moon in the sky in that video? Uh In the videos? Yeah. No, these are all daytime accidents. Cool, thank you. Thank you. As long as I know. Nighttime industrial accidents is a good YouTube search term. (laughs) Let's go back to that. It'll be harder to see, surely. I don't want to. It doesn't sound like we're going to get as good a detail. I like the fact you've been Googling broad daylight carnage. (laughs) (laughs) Minus sign night. Uh, Do you A, quickly destroy England while you still have the chance, or B, click on. Best of Idiots in Cars, number six. So what was the first word in that search term? Best of Idiots best in Cars. Best of Idiots in Cars, number six. It's it's hash zero six. So the person who's uploading it is anticipating at least ten of these videos. <laughs> Which I don't think I whittles mean, it down if you're doing best of. They could be going up to 99. Yeah. Oh. Imagine that. They've got big plans. And I think the sun, sorry, sun, should honour those plans. Best of Idiots in Cars number six has 7.7 million views. And if you clicked away now, you might forget the name of the video and lose it forever. True. And then you'll always be wondering who the biggest idiot in a car is. Maybe it's Moon, you joke to yourself. (laughs) Moon is a pretty big idiot. You click the link. The first video is from the perspective of a dashboard of a car. In front, a second car pulls out of a car park into the left lane where a third car is approaching. The second car hits the third car. I got that on dash cam, says the driver. (laughs) This is nowhere near as good as cranes, you think. (laughs) Do you? A. Click on... Five biggest crane disaster caught on camera. Back. Or B. We're back to Sorry. cranes. We're back to cranes. I'm just the sun. Sun must be really chuffed. Sun knows what sun likes. Mm. <laughs> or B. Click on. Oof, that looks expensive. Number two, one hundred million dollar damages. Oh, that's wow. tough. We are completely forgetting about the Earth now, aren't we? This is this is perfect. We <laughs> don't need to destroy, destroy England. There's a lot to watch. 
this is a beautiful shift in perspective that we guided. So, um, <laughs> cranes. I want to see more cranes. Do you? I don't want to see the hundred million though. Okay, go. You go for it. You go for it. Imagine how cranes. much damage that could be. Yeah, hundred million dollars damages. Well, the video has the description. You want to see billions of dollars in damages in happen? Then watch this video as small and big accident adds up the cost. Mm. That makes it irresistible to you. Is it like dozens of cranes all falling into each other? <laughs> like domino. Oh, yeah. like, like all, all trying to drink from the same tiny glass of water. <laughs> <laughs> the compilation is set to Eurodance music, and the first video is of a big truck driving along a motorway with a crane on its cargo bed. The crane hits the bridge, and the truck is flipped up into the air, and it's fucking awesome. The second video is of a wind turbine falling over very fast winds. You begin to feel a little bit sick. You look down. You have wasted two billion years watching videos of crane disasters on YouTube so that you became a red giant and died. The end. What's the moon? What? Do we see anything? What's the moon done? Has the moon done anything? To balance I guess this, you must have. You probably consumed him when you expanded to oh. a billion times your size. Oh my god! So he's inside us now. Yeah, that was a fucking horrible end. All kind of hot. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sun, fuck, moon. That's my next search term. <laughs> Can you fuck something that's already inside you? Jeeves. Number six. <laughs> that's one of those, uh, yeah, that's going to be one of those videos of like an NHS doctor in a really nondescript room just being like, well, I am an expert in reproductive health and yes, you can fuck something sorely inside you if you're the sun and you've eaten the moon in your dying <laughs> moments. That's my hot, hot feature. Take it or leave it. That's that was not, good. sure, that was lush. Perfectly was a, proportioned. Also just a great insight into your... Into your fevered life, which I'm very happy about. I yeah, I, I love how I know what you did last night, but you didn't make it sound like that. You made it sound like the sun did it. That's acting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, you picked up on the fact that I'd spent all of last night and most of the afternoon just watching disaster videos on YouTube. I've never watched a single crane falling over video, and now I'm really excited. It's good background about it. viewing. So there's a really, really compelling video I watched once of a yacht just pulling into a harbour and not breaking at all. And just what a yacht can plough through is impressive. Really? The amount of like jetty it can fuck up with its prowl. Mm. <laughs> These are words I never use. <laughs> jetty versus prowl. Yeah. <laughs> Big problem. That prowl ploughs through 70% of a jetty. And I would love to watch Stel Getty versus David Prowse now. And now it's time for my regular feature, in which my mum asked me to do her a small favour. And I made it weird! <laughs> <laughs> Recently, I've had to, my mum phoned me up to ask with a task around her house, but it wasn't the usual kind of task, which is um, with my mum is her 
asking me to phone someone up because she hates using the phone since she gave up smoking because she always used to have a fag on when she picked the phone up and now now she's given up smoking the phone is an alien creature to her and um basically rac have put a premium again so can you just phone up and cancel my account so it's not that kind of thing that this time this time she needed practical help she needed someone who had an understanding of drills screws and how they interact with a third thing called wood ah I think I dealt with it all okay, but I just wanted to check with you both whether you'd have dealt with it the same way that I did. In this, a double choose your own adventure. Joe, you are my mum. Steve, you are me. Joe, can you get your stupid son Steve to fix your fucking gate for you? (laughs) Here we go. Joe. This is real jeopardy. (laughs) Joe, you are Log's mum. You still remember the day he burrowed out of you like a long yellow mole. You remember it vividly. One of the nurses punched you in the face because she was so angry at what she'd just been forced to watch. And a doctor handed you a dustbin large enough to hold a baby and told you to get the fuck out of his hospital. (laughs) But that was a long time ago, and you've just got back from Morrison's. You like Morrison's. It's the best of all the supermarkets. That's because it's the furthest away, which makes buying some cheese and 7-Up feel like a day out. And by the time you get back, Tenable is starting with that small man you like presenting it. As you pull the gate to your house open, something feels strange. There's an inscrutable looseness to the motion. A surge of wordless, bone-chilling unfamiliarity overtakes you. Something needs to be done. Do you, A, call the police on your gate? No one likes a grass, but this is too much for one woman to bear. Or B, send a WhatsApp to your youngest, most obnoxious son, who will just tell you off for saying coloured instead of black when you're trying your best not to be problematic about the contestants on Tenable. <laughs> that was the polite word for it in your day. Um, Call me. I want revenge for the yellow mole boy coming out of me. I hate, I hate this, this oh, accusation no, that no. there are dead ends in our treaty on adventures. I, they are full-fleshed tomes mine is 700 pages long except for the bit where i demonstrably made clear that there was no choice to be made but that was for dramatic effect i also would like to let you know that i never write the options that don't get read out (laughs) because why the fuck would you do that (laughs) (laughs) i want to call my mole child steve You whip out your phone, which spins around in your palm like a cowboy's six-shooter. Using your finger, you send a message to Steve or Log, the youngest of your two obscene sons. Had an argument with Gate. Dog is everywhere. Please help. Lovely to see you. Steve, you are me. You are eating your second grenade protein bar of the day because you've missed the gym for the third week running and you've simply got to make up for it. Your smartwatch buzzes, so you check the notifications on your large TV, which you're currently using to screen mirror porn, because Chromecast seems to have been recently disabled on your favourite sites. Oh my god, it's your mum messaging you while the men are bumming underneath. This is the worst day of your life. Do you, A, shout the wake-up phrase from your particular brand of assistant, 
then continue shouting, send mama WhatsApp, but then realize you're so far gone with the wank that there's no going back and you just start shouting the stuff with your eyes rolled back in your head that you always shout. And when the assistant says, do you want to send that message? You say, oh yeah, because that's what you always say when your eyes roll back into place. Or do you be disable mirroring, stop the porn, read the text and reply, I'll be right over. Then slip a bag for life over your head and punch yourself in the nose until you lose your erection. Um, bag for life, nose punch, erection, suppression, help mum. You really are choosing the shortest path through this and I appreciate it. <laughs> you reply like a normal son, using your best normal boy smile as you wound yourself flaccid. You get in your car, drive along the high street, bipping your hooter and waving at everyone. And everyone is waving back, although that might be because your nose is bleeding profusely and your hands are still really lubricated from the luxury wank, so it's very hard not to keep mounting the curb. Everything goes dark for a bit, but after 40 minutes you snap out of your K-hole and find yourself drinking cans of 7-Up in your mum's downstairs toilet. Joe, you are my mum. Mm. I've just driven through your patio window, nabbed your fizzy bop and a handful of fun-sized Mars bars from the fridge, disappeared for a bit, then reappeared topless and wearing my t-shirt upside down as trousers because I've absolutely ruined the trousers I crashed in. Do you, A, offer your son a coffee, then immediately sit down while he plays with the dog? Or do you, B, try to turn down the volume on Tenable so that you can hear me? But while you're distracted by Steve's disheveled appearance, you accidentally press the Netflix button on your remote control. A Netflix button you might add that you never asked for and certainly don't want. Although you have heard that Paddington 2 is on it, so you merely must sit down one day and work it out. Where were you? Oh yes, the gate. Could you fix that gate? It's doing a thing you can't explain but don't like. So, um... Did A not end in asking for the gate to be fixed? Offer your son a coffee, then immediately sit down while he plays with a dog or the other one. <laughs> I also just want to register that handful of fun-sized Mars bars is really good. <laughs> uh, well, I think I'd like to offer a coffee. I don't want to get to the gate yet. I want to spend some time with my boy. Do you want a coffee, you ask, sitting down, knowing that your largest child simply wants to turn the kettle on and steal another palmful of chocolate bars from the fridge before coming back into the room and playing with the dog for ten minutes before falling asleep and going home. You hear the kettle snacking on before your son comes rolling back in, his still chewing the chocolate bars because your son is an idiot creature who gave up guile for appetite. He slumps to the floor with your equally stupid dog, and everything is peaceful. There may have been something else today to there may have been something else today to do, but it doesn't matter. Congratulations, you reached the ending from Dawn of Sorrow if you didn't use the paranoia soul on Dario to fight his inner demon. You got the bad ending, the shortest bad ending. It sounds nice though. How's that a bad the, ending? Yeah. The gate is unfixed. But me and my mum are happy together, and Jasmine is such a nice dog. <laughs> I feel it's like, like in Goosebumps when you uh, decide not 
to jump over the fence into the abandoned uh, fairground. Mm. And instead you go home and are forever haunted by uh, not knowing what lay within. But I'm fine at not being haunted, being haunted by that, rather than being haunted by some sort of goosebumps monster. I'm really pleased the owner of the circus. I'm Uh, really pleased with you. You've got a good, happy ending, and I didn't have to read half of what I wrote. We actually we can't end there. I don't want to end there. I want to fix the gate. Finger in the page. Yeah. Oh, rewind is it? Netflix button. So, rewind to where mum says, can you fix that gate? It's doing a thing you can't explain but don't like. Steve, you are me, and your mum, Joe, has just asked you to fix her gatepost, which is failing somehow in a fashion that she has stubbornly declined to communicate or demonstrate. Do you A, drive to B&Q, send her pictures of brand new gates, measure up the wooden cost replacing the main post, which looks pretty rotten, and ask your mate who's a joiner whether he's free for an afternoon to do a quick job for your mum, or do you, B, put a screw diagonally through the post, connecting the two bits of wood that seem to be a bit disjointed, but you can't tell? What is it you do? This is the one true bit of the... <laughs> By the way, you've, you've reached true. <laughs> um, I might, I'm going to deviate from... The true course of events and do the they're complicated B and Q solution. <laughs> they're both true. Of course, <gasps> of course, I went to B and Q and tried to cost up new gates because I didn't know what was wrong with the gate. So I thought I'd just go. Here's a gate. I've measured it up. You can get this for eighty-two pounds. Lovely new gate. Or here's what the post is there. I could just replace that bit of wood. And I got a message back from my mum saying, "I don't really want to buy anything. Can't you just come back and fix it?" <laughs> Mm. So um yeah she's she's capable of buying things. <laughs> she doesn't need your help to buy something. Yeah. She needs your help to do the diagonal screw thing through the post. So getting out a drill I bought once a long time ago thinking I might need it and never did. I put a screw in my mum's gate. My mum says, "I didn't know you could do that." and <laughs> seems pleased. Somewhere inside you a long-neglected seed sprouts a sad, desperate leaf. Well done. You have pleased your mum, whom you love, and you managed not to make it weird. You are a good son. Why do bums suddenly explode in my face on your shoulder? Just like me, they long to weep. Into you. You're listening to Regular Features. Well, that's it for this week's episode of the Regular Features podcast. If you like the podcast, you can go to patreon.com forward slash regular features and help us out by donating an amount of your choosing per episode. And if you give us two pounds an ep, we will take your human birth certificate, tear it in two, align the pieces on top of one another, tear those pieces into, do that three more times, and put all 16 pieces in our mouth. Chew them, swallow them, and spit out a bee name at the speed of bullets. <laughs> you, you please? Readers at home and cannot see how serious Steve looked when he said it. He looked genuinely cross at the end of that. <laughs> and it really worried me because... The bit you don't hear is when we cut out 15 minutes of silence around B names while we try and think of things. (laughs) So the speed of bullets is a real stretch for this section. 
Boys, could you please give B names to the following new patrons? Please give a B name to Reed Decker. D Reed Decker. Shuffle and cut the Decker bees. Decker. I love Decker bees. <laughs> I heart Decker bees. <laughs> I heart. Please give a B name to Dan Heath. The one. Uh, how about Beathcliff? It's me, it's Kath B. I've come home. <laughs> Let me into your window. Yeah, that's it. Windows do stop bees as well as Kate Bush's. <laughs> and did you, just to make clear, because I think there was some noise suppression, did you say Beathcliff? Beathcliff. Good, yeah. yeah it's yeah. me, it's Kath B. Mm. I've come home. Let me into your window. <laughs> buzz, buzz, buzz. I am Hang, a uh, bee in this story, by the way. Be the way. Be, be the way. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just double check the, the lyrics to Wuthering Heights. I think, is it let me in through your window or let me into your window? So I Let can me in your window. Let me in oh. your window. So, Beathcliff, it's me. <laughs> I'm <laughs> Kath B. I've come home. I'm so cold. Let me in your win, Joe. Is that going to be the longest B name? I don't think it is. <laughs> I don't think. I think he'll be happy with the, I think he'll be happy with a long B name if it's not about his wife queefing out a hive. And it, it, it does so. also shorten just a Beathcliff if you want that for the Discord. Yes. Oh, queef out a bee, queef out a hive's worth is quite is quite a posh name. Quite a posh name. Yeah, that was in my uh, list of Tory MPs earlier. <laughs> queef out a bee's, <laughs> queef out a hive's worth. <laughs> a venerable woman. Please give a bee name to Noah Waterfield Price. I mean, dare I say, queef out a hive's worth? Because <laughs> we got because it's a pretty posh name. I'm yeah. Into it. But it's but it's spelled Quifata. Quifata Hivesworth. Quifata Hivesworth. Please give a B name to Daniel Marnie. Marnie, Marnie, Marnie. I'm going to stop you. Too, it's too close to something that's probably been said to him all his life. On that yeah, one. you're right. It is one of oh, those. I hate when we can't use playground taunts yeah. for bee names. I don't know why money would be a playground taunt, to be honest, but yeah. that's fine. Ow, a being big stung money. Okay, one last bee name, please. Richard Havel. I have a lot of honey in my colostomy bag. <laughs> <laughs> he got it. He did it. Well, if you'd like your own bee name or to join the Discord hive where all of the bees get together and sing and dance and tell of nearby flowers that they've seen using wiggle dancers to uh, uh, indicate distance, quality of flower, and um, angle of the sun. <laughs> I think that's how bees work. Then uh, join us on Patreon to help us out. It's a great little community of bees, and we're growing the swarm is growing by the day. And let me tell you, when the tide turns, you want to be part of the swarm, not against us, because we will sting and sting and sting. We had a new uh, a new joinee to the hive today Hello? who said they started listening in sixth form and are still listening, which freaks me out. That shouldn't that... be allowed. 
That's absolutely fantastic, though, because like, I mean, I don't know how old they are now, but if that kind of staying power, we are we're never leaving your head, my friend. Yeah, you're, you're doomed. You're... <laughs> That's... Like if we got in there while your little plastic brain was still going on, we are stuck. That we're we a part it. of you. Yeah. You had wet cement for a brain and we stuck our hands in there and signed our freaking names. <laughs> yeah. And you might you might stop listening for a while, but you're you're gonna come back in five years. We'll still be doing this. We've got fucking nothing else going on. <laughs> We're gonna you? outlast you. You'll be listening <laughs> in sixth form and in the elder care center community where your children place you. And from your casket we will burst out during your funeral we're gonna fly out of your head I've, i'm already carrying about i'm already carrying around a carrier bag full of guts that's going to replace me when i'm too old to actually do this with any dignity it's just going to be a bag of guts on a chair and you'll still listen barking out b names <laughs> um right we have to go okay it's too hot in the room you have to do an intro first Oh, Let's no. do that then. Bye. Bye. <laughs> See you at the start. <laughs> oh, oh.